Welcome to There Must Be More, a Bethel Ottawa podcast. Remember to like and subscribe on YouTube at Bethel Ottawa and follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. So welcome to There Must Be More. So glad that you could join us. Today, we have a very, very special (laughs) guest. Who is it, Sarah? It is, drumroll, Pastor Peter! Hey guys, I am so excited to be here. Hey, thank you so much for having me. It's awesome. Oh man, it is a joy for you to be our very first guest. So like, this is is new to all of us right now. Yeah, right, yeah. we yeah, have yeah. not interviewed a person before, right. and I mean, I'm sure you have been interviewed before, but not by us. Not by so us. you don't know what you're Our in for. I have guest. no idea. I'm <laughs> terribly nervous. Uh, well, you know, so are we. So what? Let's just get into like we want to get to know each other a little bit here, or for those people out there, what's new? What's going on in your life? Oh man, so we're expecting a second granddaughter in Australia. Aww. We just rolled through Christmas. We were family at Christmas time. Ah, so just yeah, lots of great things happening. Yeah, church is going great. We're thankful. Yeah, church is going great. We're all a part of the same church here. Mm-hmm. And God is on the move, which is very, very cool. Very so we want to do a little bio of you. Yes. Um, Sarah, do you know a little information about them? So I know a little bit, and then you can like fill in the <laughs> fill in the blanks. So Pastor Peter, you are our lead pastor here at Bethel, and you've been here for six and a half correct almost seven which almost is seven, amazing yeah. um and so you've also spent some time in southeast asia correct. and you're like regional director for like southeast asia, southeast asia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but i know the first time yeah. um so tell us a little bit about you and your experience like in church with church yeah. tell us a little bit about your history with God. So, so how bit. far back you want me to go? Like however how far the yeah. Lord tells so you to go back. So, okay, we want, so we want to know go. everything. So here we go. So <laughs> so actually, church has been part of my life from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. So so I was raised initially in a Presbyterian church. Mm-hmm. Uh, some Presbyterian church fans here, no doubt. And uh, we moved to a new town when I was twelve, and there wasn't a Presbyterian church there. There was United Church. So we went to United Church. Uh, while I was in the United Church, I, I actually became a follower of Jesus. Oh, so, wow. so I came to the conclusion that that religion is what I was trying to do, mm. which is the church experience at that point for me. But then I also at that point realized that relationship was what Jesus offered. Yes. And so I became oh, his follower good. then, which was, which is awesome. And at that point, I actually met a young lady who went to a Pentecostal church. <laughs> and uh, because that of be? that attraction, of course, I actually married her, just so everybody knows, Yay. eventually. Uh, I went uh, to the Pentecostal church. And at that point, after a few years in that church, I really felt God uh, leading me uh, into to ministry life, yeah. be, become part of, uh, you know, part of ministry in, in, in the church. So, so I went to Bible college, graduated from Bible college in 1983 before... Okay, before born. I was born, I was yeah. six. Yeah, there six. you go. Um, and, uh, and so, ten years before graduated I was born. <laughs> Bible college, uh, pastored in a church in Newfoundland to start with, which was oh. great. And then after that, went uh, to a church in Western Ontario. Following that, I actually pursued further education. So I, I uh, finished off an undergrad degree in theology. Then I did a master's degree in theology, and uh, while I was doing wow. that, I was in a church as well. Then I actually smart. went over. <laughs> no, that just means I put time into that. So, so then we. We moved overseas. So then we went overseas and did some more for the studies there, came back and ended up pastoring at a church in, in Brampton. I was uh, actually yeah. a music pastor. Music pastor. Did you time. sing? I didn't know uh, that. Not well. Oh. Not well. I did not know that. Yes, I was. Music Full pastor. I know you're a piano player. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Extraordinaire. Um, 
Ooh. No, not really. But anyway, so the Humble. pastor there, uh, you know, I was a music pastor for three years. Then I became lead pastor for seven years. So 10 years in that church. Okay, I have to ask. Yeah. Okay. What was the big worship song when you were lead pastor? Oh, that's what a good was question. the I know. Shout to the Lord. Oh, oh yeah, Darlene Check. Yes. That was the big oh, one. Oh, yes. It was. That Darlene was, was a big was deal. Hu- Darlene was a big it deal. It was huge. I remember was really that big. song. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Really okay, big. sorry. Sorry. Yeah, so then I became lead pastor of that church, at that church for 10 years total. And then we felt called to go into cross culture ministry, right. which mm-hmm. is the Southeast Asia piece. Yeah. 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 So, Sarah, you're with us for a bit. I was. We got a connection. Yes, we do, which is awesome. And I was there for 10 and a half years, then came back uh, from from Thailand, where we lived, yeah. in Bangkok for 10 and a half years here to Ottawa, uh, wow. to Bethel. And wow. that is how I've landed where I am. Yeah. And you walked into Bethel, saw those rose-colored pews, and said, this is the home <laughs> this for This uh, is this nice. <laughs> Dusty <laughs> Rose. Dusty Rose. Instant. Instant. Love at first sight. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's great. No, honestly, you know, we're thankful to come here. Uh, great church, great people. So awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Okay, wow. Thanks for sharing all that. <laughs> yeah. You have like a huge history with the Lord, which is so important. Did Rob, did we say what our topic is today? We haven't we said haven't. Okay, what so this is great. the topic this is, is today. Okay, are you going to tell everybody what the topic is? The because the topic is, does church matter? Mm-hmm. So, great topic. <laughs> it so, is a good topic. Yes. But one thing that I think we want to start off asking is, because let's just, like, let's just get right into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the last 10, 20, 30 years, um, what do you see, because uh, you've been in ministry for a little bit, Yeah. what do you see as a, a level of our concern for church? Or do you think that people uh, still put the same value mm-hmm. in attending church on Sunday? Well, you know, thinking about this, I, I have looked at over the years at the uh, numbers of attendees in churches across Canada. And if, if attendance numbers across churches in Canada are any indication, yeah. then that would mean interest has declined. Mm. So basically, a, as a society, um, we've moved away mm-hmm. from our memory of Christianity, which actually had dominance. So the Christian faith had right. dominance yeah. in our society from, from its very inception, mm-hmm. 1867, until roughly after <laughs> World War II. And because of the uh, perceived dominance of Christianity in our society for so so long, the church really just lived with comfort, right? right. Live with acceptance. So, right. hey, everybody went to church. It's a good thing to go to church. Right. So, so it was pretty static yeah. for a long time. But then that that shifted, and social attitudes have actually now shifted, and Christianity has been replaced by and large by um, by uh, secularism, yeah. and by consumerism, and that impacts the church right. because if we aren't uh, tuned into those those influences, uh, they'll directly influence our understanding of the importance of church and understanding of our role and the role that church has in society. It actually can can diminish mm-hmm. our, our awareness of a need for vital faith, mm-hmm. and we need to lean in for our need uh, for gathering with other people's of faith, which is so important. So just right. this as a side comment for you guys. So so I kind of touched on it with overseas uh, doing some studies there. And overseas, what I was focusing on is what's called secularization. So secularization is a decline in, in great word, right? Yeah. The decline in influence of religion in society. 
Decline in influence. Decline, right. okay. Decline of influence yeah. of religion in society. That doesn't, however, mean that there's necessarily a decline in spiritual interest. Ah, just yeah. the decline in influence. influence so actually, people. I read, a, I read a, uh, a little article uh, in CTV News uh, back in November. The reports that spirituality, they did, a, they did a poll, spirituality in Canada is on the rise. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And that yeah. actually presents a real <clears throat> significant opportunity for... Yeah. For the church, yeah. So, so interest is declining in church. Yeah. Interest in spirituality is actually increasing in Canada. Very interesting. interesting. Yeah, doesn't it though? Yeah, I think that just shows people are searching. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, like they're looking they are. for something, right? Yep. And I, that's, I mean, one of the reasons why I think church. Yeah. So. There's part of this is that it's a discussion, yep. and I need you to know that I'm going to ask you a question I didn't put on the sure. on the list for you. We can always go in and cut this out if yeah. you're if you know, but yeah. um, and that's really easy to do. Um, but I'm just going to ask it anyways. What do you think plays into that change in power dynamic? I guess or like the loss of influence mm-hmm. that the church once had. Yeah, well, I mean, historically, uh, a lot of pieces here, uh, but but one of the significant pieces is the shift in how societies actually work. So, so if you if you look historically, prior to the Industrial Revolution, which is 1800s, uh, it was a rural. Most societies were rural, yeah. and so if you're a farmer, you're depending upon you know God to open the heavens so rain will fall on your crops. Mm-hmm. You're depending upon God mm-hmm. to keep your herds. Uh, your herd's healthy, so you can actually produce, uh, you know, on your farm, that sort of thing. Yeah. So, so you're really dependent on the land and dependent upon the Lord who provides, you know, the the, the food for the land, as it were. Yeah. So, so one of the big shifts happened in the 1800s when uh, the Industrial Revolution came. That no longer did it depend upon God for my my well-being, for my income. I depended upon the guy who signed the check and the factory that it worked in. And so basically, there's a statement I read many years ago that when the Industrial Revolution came, it emptied the, the sky of angels, wow. meaning we didn't think about God so much anymore as a society in Western culture yeah. because we didn't need him mm-hmm. like we did. And that was really the start of, of this, this big shift. Yeah. Yeah. And so industrialization, uh, alienation of families, people moving to urban centers, which still happens to this day from rural centers. Yeah. Uh, so the whole shift, uh, macro shifts of, yeah. of yeah. society and how people move, how people relate. So that, those are, there, there's so many pieces to yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. Right? But, it was a big question. It was that, definitely a big yeah, question. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it starts, you know, and, and so when we don't need to depend upon God for things, yeah. then we forget that he actually is there. Yeah, I think uh, one interesting thing that you bring up there is that we almost, I, th- I feel like we all, we think in really short terms, right? Like generational almost. So we could be like, well, Gen Z, the millennials, they're ones yeah. coming in, not caring so much about God, whatever the yeah. case. But this has been a hundred plus years yeah. Of, yeah. of, of, yeah, transformation. Well, yeah. And, and it's, it's West, it's Western culture. Yeah. So, so like uh, going back to Southeast Asia. Um, so we took some language classes there. And I remember uh, in one of the classes, them asking who here has seen a ghost? And mm-hmm. all the students that were from Asian countries trying to learn Thai said, I have, I have. And all the students that were from Western countries were saying, what do you mean a ghost? They don't yeah. exist. Yeah, yeah. So, so basically, spiritual awareness in the West has, has really diminished. Mm. But we can't just think in the Western term. Basically, sure. everywhere else in the world, which is the vast majority of the population of the world, yeah. very spiritually minded. Yeah. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And that's moving in. Like We have exactly. people coming from all exactly. over the world. Exactly. Oh, that's really, really, really interesting. So yeah. 
I'm just like, take, I'm sorry, Sarah. <laughs> no, no, this I'm, is good. I'm, 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 like, I'm listening. I'm yeah, like yeah. taking I'm, in all answers. I'm actually going to go this into the next written question. Yeah, because yeah. like, we know that there's this decrease uh, that we see, but we also then, as you mentioned, know that we're living within the this sort of uh, interest, this heightened interest in spirituality. Yeah. But like for the Christian walk, yeah. um, why do we need to remember that mm-hmm. church is important? Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's a great question. Uh, basically, we were never meant to be alone or to walk alone. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you look at, at the composition of God himself, Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, there is social connection within the Godhead mm-hmm. itself. Yeah. Yeah. And that's reflected in us as human beings created in God's image. So we're social beings. We're social yeah. creatures, right? Mm-hmm. And so we're never meant to do life alone. That's why the church is also called a community of faith. So community being the functional word here, a community where people kind of gather. So everybody has has a longing to belong, and everybody has a longing to be part of something that's bigger yeah. than themselves. Yeah. So so thinking back to November, so World Cup fans, uh, <laughs> Argentina won the World Cup. Shout out to Argentina, you know, condolences <laughs> to the fans of the French team. Uh, so, so they wanted to have a celebration of Buenos Aires cap of Argentina. Mm. So they go there. The plan is to have the team on the top of open air buses. Remember like the Raptors did when they won the NBA championship? So they went through Toronto and all the crowds were there. So they wanted to do this. However, what happened was so many people showed up because the people want to be part of something bigger than themselves. Mm. Over 4 million Mm. people showed up, jammed the streets. So what they had to do is they had to airlift the team in helicopters oh my and fly them over the crowds. There's, there's a lot of the messy. That's hey guys, that's going from the helicopter, right? And, wow. and so what that just points to for me is that people want to be part of something, mm-hmm. and they want to be part of something bigger than themselves. Yes. And I think thinking back to like the pandemic, right? Yep. We all remember the pandemic. No, the pandemic, we, uh, we, we learned <laughs> that isolation is damaging. Yes. Yeah. For people. Yes. Of all ages, whether yep. they're kids or seniors, anybody in between. I mean, we're still experiencing the collateral damage of that. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, you know, social alienation, mm-hmm. uh, anxiety, depression, mm-hmm. yep. loneliness, all those sorts of things. So, we were not made to be. Alone. Alone. <clears throat> We're not yeah. made to be isolated. And also within the church context, so we're all uh, part of a body, mm-hmm. and, and one of the metaphors of the church is the body of Christ, mm-hmm. and we all have a piece to play in mm-hmm. that body, so without every part functioning as God right. intended it to function, yeah. it doesn't work There's well. We're in a deficit, mm-hmm. so every person, this is why it's so important, yeah. every person has a part to play mm-hmm. in the overall function of the body, which is the church. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up because it stirred something in me. Um, and my question from this, obviously we live in a um, society where yeah, people say that like 20% of the people do 80% of the work. Yeah. I actually think it's probably more like 10, 90. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like you want to encourage people mm-hmm. to take on their giftings and their role yes. as yeah. a yeah. body of Christ. Yeah. How can we do that <clears throat> maybe more effectively going forward and not... Put a burden or like mm-hmm. put bondage around people of you need to do more. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think in part it's helping people to realize how gifted they really are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because so many people, I mean, this is what I see as a downside of social media mm-hmm. because people post their make believe lives on social yeah. media. And then I look at that and I think, man, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. I, I can't, I can't, I can't do that sport. I can't do that dance. Oh, I can't. Yeah 
do that, it's whatever it is they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And so that really is demotivating to me. Yeah. And I end up not recognizing the gifts that have been given to me. Right. So I think that I think that it's really important that we help people understand that everybody's gifted. Yeah. Everybody has some skill, some mm-hmm. talent that I don't That's have. Right. Everybody has a part to play in this body. And so it's not like a, you must do this or else. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, function in the giftedness God's given you, mm-hmm. and you'd be more fulfilled when you do. Yes. Like when you when you fulfill, fulfill the purpose of your your you know, your creation, like yeah. you're created to be this, yeah, yeah. Then, then you just feel so much better. It's true. Right? It's so true. much better. Yeah. And I think that sometimes what we do is we put these gifts on different levels, yes. right? Yes. Like if you are the charismatic speaker, you're yeah. somewhere you're up top. here. But yeah. if you're the one who is amazing at just knowing when to step in and help, that's some kind of lower level. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's discouraging as yeah. well. Yeah, because, I'm, you know, I think one of the great things that Jesus did is he brought equalization. Mm-hmm. You know, so so Paul will say this in he's one of the apostles, right? Uh, he says this in Romans eight: neither Jew nor Gentile, uh, Greek nor free, male nor female. So basically, he's saying those categories that define people, that pigeonhole people, yeah. mm-hmm. they don't exist, they don't anymore. exist anymore. And that also awesome. includes and can be applied to, I think, our misunderstandings of a hierarchy of guests. This is more important than this. No. Absolutely, it's not. That's Everybody amazing. has a part to play. Everybody needs to play that part well. Yeah, you know. So, so I just need to recognize what my gifts are. Like, I'll never be. I'll never play in NHL because I, <laughs> I have weak ankles. What? I can't shoot a puck. I can't. So I just need to recognize I that. Thought maybe you still had a chance. Yeah, no, it's past. <laughs> that ship has sailed. But anyway, so so I just have to recognize what I can do and what I can't do, yes. and then be content with the role that God has called me to play and yeah. fulfill mm-hmm. the purpose that He's destined me to have. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely fantastic. And I, I love that what you touched on with Jesus is the original speaking truth to power, right? Yeah, in, absolutely. in like actual real truth. Yeah. Right? Bringing everybody to that same ground, yeah. which is Equal, really... equalizer. I love that you said that. He's the great equalizer. He I is. Think that's like, he that's is. so amazing. Okay, so we're talking about does church matter? And so mm-hmm. we talked about it kind of in like a the Christian church context. Mm-hmm. So I kind of want to touch on... What if you're not a Christian? What if you don't go to church? What if you, like, why does church matter for that yeah. group of people as well? Yeah, yeah. So let me let me kind of respond globally mm-hmm. okay. to that first mm-hmm. uh, because yeah. of, of a global perspective that, yeah. I, that I have. Yeah. So, so, so you got to see some of this too, Sarah, which is yeah. so great to have you there with us. Um, this is what I saw. So the church, as I see it globally, is involved in social justice. It's involved in education. Mm-hmm. It's involved in the hospitals. Yeah. It's involved in the care of children and feeding of children. It's mm-hmm. involved in famine relief. Mm-hmm. The church is often the first organization that's there in a crisis yeah. and the last organization that leaves. Um, if you were to ask international organizations, which I have, they would tell you that the church globally is indispensable in responding to practical issues. Mm-hmm. So that's the one piece, the global piece. So on the local practical level, yeah. there's also something called redemptive lift. Mm-hmm. Redemptive lift is this. W- when I give my life to Jesus, he starts to change me for the better. Yeah. Right. And when he changes me for the better, I start caring up about other people. I start caring about more than just myself. Um, I become a better spouse. I become a better, better parent. I become a better employee. Mm-hmm. I become a better member of my community. Yeah. So because this principle called redemptive lift is operative in my life, uh, when I give my life to Jesus, he actually influences me to be a better citizen. 
So, so from the local perspective, uh, Christians bring hope, they bring joy. Yeah. Uh, Christians volunteer to help in higher numbers yeah. than people who aren't followers of Jesus. Let me give you an example. So, so you guys know here at our church, we have a, a food bank that operates out of our building called yeah. Care Center Ottawa. Yeah. Yeah. Such a great job. So, yeah, I mean, so, so if you look at the numbers, so uh, from 2021 November to November 2022, uh, the number of people using food banks in Ottawa City has increased by 24%. Mm-hmm. Like, that's huge. Yeah. And so Care Center Ottawa, it, it served in November 2022, which is the most recent stats I have, uh, served 1,200 families. Mm-hmm. And the wow. majority, if not all, of the people who volunteer at Care, Care Center Ottawa are followers of Jesus. Yeah. So they wow. lean in. Wow. So I look, I've looked at some stats and some studies. So here, here's a kind of shakes cool. down to. Let's go. Christians <laughs> financially contribute to charities in yeah. higher numbers. Okay. So the giving to uh, charitable organizations has decreased. In Canada, it has mm. increased and is increasing through churches and through believers. Amazing. Churches provide help for the poor. Churches yeah. provide programs for kids. Yeah. Churches support schools. Um, Christians tend to be more civil mm-hmm. and more kind, including on social media platforms. Mm-hmm. And beyond Major. the practical side of things, the question you asked, yeah. um, everybody needs answers. Yes. Everybody needs answers to the ultimate big macro questions yeah. of life. Yes. And we have the answers. That's so good. Yes. Right? yes. We have like, the answers. does God matter? Yes. Does yes. God exist? Yes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. We all ask. And exactly. We just kind of talked about that uh, last week yeah, in our podcast. So, so awesome. yeah. Um, oh, that is fantastic. And like... For me, if I go back to like our testimonies, mm-hmm. when we weren't followers, um, we really, even though we both, I would, I think we would agree on this. Yeah. We both had friends. We both had people around us. Yeah. There was like all of the appearance of 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 community, but I still felt something missing, mm-hmm. and Satisfied. I and I still felt like I mm-hmm. didn't quite belong. Yeah. Yep. Like I couldn't find that yeah. belonging. That missing piece. Yeah. yeah. Right, and so yeah. that makes it important for both follower and um, people who are searching. Yeah. Absolutely, like, there's a place to find Absolutely. the answers that 100%. you're looking for. Yeah, wow, so good, so so good. So, so good. All right, so let's. Uh, what kind of time do we have left, there, producer lady? We have okay. nine minutes. Okay, cool. Good, good, good. good. Um, <laughs> okay, so I'm stealing your question here. I was going to say, we want to make this practical, right? Yeah. yeah. Do you want to do it so I don't steal it from <laughs> you? Well, you just told everyone you're going to steal it. So <laughs> I know, but I feel bad to... now. Why? Well, because I'm stealing. It's okay. I'm not greedy. It feels Go like ahead. a ping pong game, and I'm the net in the middle. It's kind yeah. of That's true. <laughs> it's good, right? We're just keeping it's you good, like alert. And yeah, we just want to make this Thank practical you. for people who are listening. So, Rob, go ahead. Okay. So, do you have advice for somebody, right, who might yeah. be considering going to church or maybe they want to return? Yeah. They're just not sure. They're feeling nervous. Yeah, I mean, they, they go on social uneasy. media and sure. they see the bad actors, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Do you yeah. have advice for somebody? Yeah, yeah I do. So, so I think a baseline for me is that in every human heart, there's a God-sized hole that only God can fill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so people try to fill that hole with relationships or money or sex or possessions, all that kind of stuff. Yep. And, and it ends up being empty, like mm-hmm. you said. Like mm-hmm. all these things that still don't feel like I belong, there's a missing piece. Yeah. That's the missing piece. Yeah. And, and so in every human heart, there is this longing to know the God who created them. And, and so, so I would say to people who haven't ever been to a church, like give it a try. Mm-hmm. Like, like experience for yourself yeah. because you can see all kinds of stuff in social media. You can go on to whatever if you're watching TV and see whoever kind of stuff. 
But that isn't necessarily an accurate representation yes. of the church that's in your community, mm-hmm. that's in your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So, so go and try it out. Yeah. Like you might like it. Yeah. Try it. You might like it. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, you know, my parents always used to try to get me to be a bit more adventurous with my food. I'm like, no, I like <laughs> potatoes and peas. That's all I like, kind of stuff. And I wouldn't try it. Potatoes and I didn't know if I liked it. Potatoes like, and peas. Yeah. What kind of child were you? <laughs> that was a weird one. Anyway, so until I actually. tried tried it, I then discovered that I liked it. Cake. Mm. Cake. I like cake. <laughs> Always, right? I do like so it. I do like it. I do like it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. so people, people have never been to a church. Yeah. Um, I say, try it. Like, yeah. try it. Because this is actually what you've been longing for. You just didn't know what that thing was. Yeah. And then for, for people who have uh, been in churches and maybe just drifted away, maybe didn't mean to, or uh, maybe you got hurt. Like, yeah. maybe pe- people get hurt in church, and it's yeah. really sad because that's not what God ever intends. And uh, I would say this, you know, if you go to any organization, somebody's going to hurt you. So mm. that doesn't mean that the church is full of perfect people who don't make mistakes because mm-hmm. we certainly do because we're, we're human. Absolutely. Yeah. But we are not the only organization that has stories around it where people have gotten oh, hurt, pe- right? People so, are people. So yeah. I would say for those, if you've been hurt in a church, you know, give it another chance, give it another mm. try. And don't let, don't let your experience in church uh, then transfer on to uh, your concept of God. Right. right. Because people will always let you down, yes. but God never will, right? Yes. And so so uh, if you've been hurt, you just, just try to get past that and, and try it again. And I, I, I'm just sure you'll be welcome with open arms. Yeah, I, I love that. And I love that you spoke to um, how we approach going back or going for the first time. Like going with an openness mm-hmm. to whatever God might do is just absolutely so vital, isn't it? Because like when absolutely. we go in with preconceived notions, you know, we're going to try and look for yeah. For different things. But like, if you just let God, yes, you just don't know what he might do for yeah. you that day. Exactly. Which is yeah. so cool. So come with an open seeking heart. Yeah, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. An inquisitive, yeah. Yeah. An inquisitive heart, right? God will always surprise you. Always. Always. Yeah. Always. Okay. If you could leave our listeners with one thought or one like advice to give about uh, does church matter, what would it be? I would say this. When church is what God intends it to be, Ooh. it is the most beautiful thing in the world. Ooh. It isn't always what God intends it to be yep. because yeah. people get in the way. Yep. But when a church is healthy, when a church is God-honoring, mm-hmm. when a church is God-seeking, when a church is doing its very best to be what God intends it to be, it is the most beautiful thing in the world. Mm-hmm. So why does church matter? It matters to your faith. It matters to your kids' faith. It matters to your grandkids' faith. It matters to your neighbor's faith. Mm-hmm. It matters to your colleagues' faith. It matters to your fellow students' faith. Yeah. Church matters for eternity. That oh. is... Okay. Boom. Boom. <laughs> exactly. Drop. I have My nothing drop. I have nothing more to say because I will just bring that's it down. Sum, that's, <laughs> that summed it up Absolutely. so beautifully. So thank you hey so guys, much. Thank you. Pastor Peter, Pastor our, Peter first, our first guest. I'm so honored. This is <laughs> awesome. I think we came to the determination that church does matter. It does. Yeah, and it doesn't just matter a little. It matters a great deal. On yeah. so many levels. Yeah. yeah. I actually just want to throw in a little, if you want to go to a place where you can experience God, Bethel yes. in Ottawa um, is definitely one of those places where God uh, is at work. So yeah. we yeah. want you to come. We want you to we come. We'd love to have you here. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Yes. I think that that's it for us. So let's give it to our outro. Yes. Thank you for listening to There Must Be More Podcast, a production of Bethel, Ottawa. You can catch us on YouTube where we would love it if you liked and subscribed. You can also catch us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify.